Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. to that particular channel, which I don't. I can't stand watching Fox News. It makes me... It's turn. CNN. It's CNN. I can't stand either. Well, it's all the, on the same tier. The, the data is I on CNN. Yeah, but... No. Not Fox. I don't care for these, both of them. CNN, Fox News, MSNBC. I mean, it's the shittiest... Of, no, I shouldn't say that. I'm Let's sorry. Watch the it's the crappiest stations there are. Okay? They're, they're so... Pro crazy, they don't. It doesn't. Well, what I sense. don't like is that it freezes people yeah, it freezes out. Freezes people who out. Can't, just a second, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It freezes people out who can't afford to go another tier up for. Or don't want to. Uh, How about yeah, all those people that, that drop cable? Stop interrupting. It freezes people out who can't afford it, which I think is wrong. And if the Republicans are interested in getting votes, you think they'd be concerned about that? Or, as you say, about people who maybe don't like TV. That's right. And uh, people, we have friends who don't, who have no tele, who don't want to watch, who don't watch television. But, um, but the so thing is, so it's not on the radio, as far as and I it's know. It's not on the radio, no. Fox News Radio, no, it's not TIC. Um, so uh, I don't know. In fact, we haven't tried that. We haven't. We should check and see. I kind of doubt it though. And uh, anyway, here's something that uh, interesting. The total amount of money that Wall Street handed out in bonuses last year was doubled. The total was double, not double. Double. I said double. Was double the total income of uh, all full-time minimum wage workers. That's obscene, uh, Elizabeth Warren said. It is. That's hey, horrible. Yeah. It is. <laughs> uh, it was funny, it was Netanyahu says, oh, sure, this is something that's sad to me, I love it. Iran must recognize Israel's right to exist. And Ahmadinejad said, well, why don't you recognize Palestine? Uh-huh. I don't that third. Oh, Tom Brady endorsed Donald Trump. Huh? That's right. Whoop-dee-doo. That doesn't surprise anyone. So, uh, oh, okay. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Let's talk. You know, Bernie Sanders. There it is. I guess it was an article. 
Bernie Sanders doesn't talk much yeah. about foreign policy, despite the dearth of his statements on this let subject. Me, let me just introduce this for a minute, because I, it's important. Uh, you know, uh, The reason I brought this up is because nobody talks about his record, uh, mm-hmm. You know, even though he's voted for every damn war there was. Okay? And he says he didn't vote for Iraq. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I, I, that's even questionable. All right? I'm sure he voted for something. Well, he's a big Zionist. That's yeah. probably why I don't like him. I don't, and he's a and he's a warmonger. He's a hawk. Yeah. But go ahead, read read that if you want. I'll say. Like most modern presidential candidates, Bernie Sanders doesn't talk much about foreign policy, despite the dearth of his statements on the subject. Uh, Sanders has uh, imported more military aid to Saudi Arabia because he claims, in opposition to available evidence, that the Saudi government is key to fighting ISIS. In February, Sanders told CNN Wolf Booster that Witzer that the battle against ISIS is a battle for the soul of Islam and urged more uh, involvement from the wealthy countries in the region, including the House of Saud, he expounded. This war is a battle for the soul of Islam, and it's going to have to be the Muslim countries who are stepping in. These are the billionaire families all over the region. They've got to be a, uh, get their hands dirty. They've got to get their troops on the ground. They've got to win that war with our support. We cannot be leading the effort. Okay. Not bad if you'd like to finish, but the stance it, it remains un- unchanged despite a month-long, devastating Saudi-led campaign of bombing in Yemen. It's led to more than 1,000 dead children. While continuing to advocate against U.S. boots on the ground and admitting that the U.S. has led to the destabilization in the region that directly spurred the rise of ISIS, Sanders told Blitzer in May that as one of the world's biggest military spenders, Saudi Arabia is going to have to get their hands dirty in this fight. We should support those countries taking on ISIS. In an essay to republish Thursday by Truth Dig, Sam Husseini, Communications Director for the Institute for Public Accuracy, questioned this unflagging support for a despotic regime. Why should a UF progressive be calling for more intervention by the Saudi monarchy? Really, we want Saudi troops in Syria and Iraq and Libya and who knows where else? You think that perhaps someone like Sanders would say that we have to break our decades-long backing of the corrupt Saudi regime. But no, he wants to dramatically accelerate it. Husseini also noted that Blitzer is openly supportive of Israel's wars, so Sanders' choice to appear at his show to voice support makes strategic sense, given the growing alliance between Saudi Arabia and Israel. Uh, and Wolf Blitzer, by the way, he was, uh, before he became a uh, 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 reporter. A newsman? Yeah, he, uh, he was actually the uh, lead um, lobbyist for uh, APAC, mm-hmm. uh, the Israeli uh, uh, PAC, yep. uh, uh, bribing Congress. So that's basically what this says. You yeah. know, it's just so, so Sanders is nothing but a Zionist uh, schmuck who, you know, will go to war with anybody, has no understanding of the Middle East. Okay, all he wants to do is to protect Israelis at butt, you know, and, and keep the nice. Palestinian people in subjection and not recognize the country and keep blowing them up. And deplete our coffers supporting exactly. that. Exactly. And he seems to have no, no, no problems uh, killing children. 
You know, it he seems, seems to like have a, no opinion on that at all. No, none whatsoever. It's collateral damage. So here's our socialist saint, uh, you know, Zionist saint, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders, who wants to blow everybody up. He's nothing more than a show, okay, to make everybody think that Hillary looks good, you know. And she did, and it just makes him and her look both terrible, you know, and that's why people are going toward Trump. I got an interesting uh, speech tonight I want to play here when we after a few of these articles. It's uh, Trump's speech in Dallas, which is really, really funny and really good. Okay. You know? But uh, it's an hour long, but I'm only going to play about half an hour of it. So, but, but uh, you know, I really think it's something that uh, people should should hear. And Nestle uh, uh, oh, being sued for a hundred yeah. million dollars over hazardous lead in food. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah imagine that. Nestle's chocolate? Yeah. And whatever it else is. Nestle's food. New Delhi, India. The Indian government has announced that it is suing mega corporation Nestle over claims it deceptively allowed unsafe and illegal levels of lead in Maggie uh, instant noodles, uh, one of the company's most popular products in, the, in India. The lawsuit, which seeks nearly $100 million in damages, alleges Nestle's engaged in unfair trade practices and alleges the noodles are unfit for human consumption. On Wednesday, the Indian government officially declared that it filed suit in the country's top consumer court, National Consumer Dip- Dip- Disputes Redressal Commission, and has a semi-judicial powers. It seeks 64 million rupees, or 98.6 million in damages from the United- from Nestle's India. Wow. Yeah. Our complaint is over their unfair trade practices, and the court will now issue them notice to hear their response. All right, they should be sure. They should be suing them for billions. Okay, sale of the sale of the noodles uh, plunged after India's food safety regulator reported in June that it had tested the noodles and found unsafe and hazardous levels of lead, according to the EPA. And exposure to unsafe amounts of lead. If chronic and left untreated, it is associated with serious side effects. Uh, in adults, leading poisoning can call, cause poor muscle coordination, nerve damage to the sense organs and nerve-controlling body, increased blood pressure, hearing and vision impairment, reproductive problems, retarded fetal development, even at relatively low exposures in children. Lead poisoning can cause brain damage, behavioral problems, anemia, liver and kidney damage, hearing loss, hyperactivity, uh, developmental delays, and extreme cases, uh, death. And they're giving these, this is the most popular noodle in, uh, in, 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 uh, in, the, in whatever there, in, uh, in India. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't talk about the Raymond noodles. I wonder who makes those Raymond oh, noodles, no. but who owns that? It's ramen. Ramen, yeah. But, uh, anyway, who knows? So anyway, they're being sued. Now, here's something interesting, right? The CEO of General Electric, Jeff Immelt, Immelt, nearly doubled his compensation, his take, $37.2 million in 2014 alone. Hmm. General Electric is going after retiree benefit commitments and sought concessions from its workers. Don't forget that GE received billions in bailouts by taxpayers and outsourced U.S. jobs to China. Yeah, isn't that disgusting? Uh-huh. Yeah. This guy got $37 million uh, two years ago as his uh, salary. Uh, Mark 
Walker exposes vast union restrictions. Here's a guy that will kill unions everywhere, you know, and he's a moron. But let's go, let's ask him what he's looking at. Okay, it's reported by the Associated Press, so it's fair game. Uh, Republican candidate Scott Walker on Monday call, will call for sweeping restrictions on organized labor in the U.S., seeking to re- replicate nationwide a successful effort in Wisconsin's governor to curb the powers of unions. I heard he was withdrawing. He's been He's on his way crushed. out. Well, he's on his way out. And he's not prepared. Yeah. Well, he's on there tonight, by the way. Huh. At a town meet- hall meeting which, uh, in Las Vegas, Walker will propose... Eliminating unions for employees of the federal government, making all workplaces right to work unless individual states vote otherwise, scrapping the federal agency that oversees unfair labor practices, and making it more difficult for unions to organize. While many of Walker's proposals are focused on unions for workers at all levels of government, while others uh, would also affect private sector unions, well, labor law Experts said such an effort, if successful, would substantially reduce the power of organized labor in America. While Walker could enact some of the proposals via presidential executive order, others would require an act of Congress or change in federal regulations. The goal, Walker said, is to achieve fairness and opportunity for the American worker. That's crap. It will not be easy, Walker said in a statement, okay, uh, to do this. But he thinks he can do it. I, it's not. It's not really worth reading more of what he has to say because he's an idiot. But you know, this is uh, this is Scott Walker, Mr. Republican. Okay. You all right. Yeah. Okay. Hey, look at this. World's first head transplant. Yeah, he's the latest Republican presidential candidate. I wrote that. Oh. <laughs> but it's a true story. World's first head transplant patient schedules procedures in 217. Let's just decide. I know it has nothing to do with unions, but it's uh, an interesting kind of thing. A man set to become the world's first head transplant—pardon me, tra- head transplant patient—has scheduled the procedure for December 2017. Valerie Spiridonov, 30, was diagnosed with a genetic muscle wasting condition called. Wernig Hoffman disease, disease and volunteered for this procedure despite the re- risks involved. When I realized I could participate in something really big and important, I had no doubt in my mind and started to work in this direction. Spirdnoff, a Russian computer scientist, told CN, um, the only thing I feel is a sense of pleasant impatience, <coughs> like I've been preparing for, preparing for something important all my life, and <clears throat> it's starting to happen. Dr. Sergio Canavero, an Italian neurosurgeon, will perform this procedure on Spurdinoff. This procedure is expected to last up to 36 hours, and it will require Spurdinoff's head be cooled as well as the donor's body to extend the period during which the cells can survive without oxygen. According to Canavero's calculations, if everything goes to plan, Two years is the time frame needed to verify all scientific calculations and plan the procedure's details. Burdenoff told CEN, it isn't a race. No doubt the surgery will be done once the doctor and the experts are 99% sure of its success. Burdenoff joked that the first thing he plans to do after the procedure is go on vacation. But on a serious note, the operation is aimed at restoring independence <coughs> 
of severely disabled people. Once I get it back, I'll see what life, what the life of a healthier person looks like, he said. Oh, well, I hope it works for him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, this is interesting here. This is really interesting. That's Barry Goldwater. I know, but you know, a friend of mine, he wrote it. Peter Moon, remember Peter? Yeah. He wrote back on this one. He says, mark my word. Goldwater said this here. Says, mark my word if and if and when these preachers get control of the Republican Party and they're sure trying to do so, it's going to be a terrible damn problem. Well, frankly, these people frighten me. Politics and governing demand compromise. But these Christians believe they are acting in the name of God, so they can't and won't compromise. I know. I've tried to deal with them. Barry Goldwater, Republican, and Pete Moon, our friend, uh, you know, we've had on a number of times. Uh, and publisher of skybooks.com wrote back uh, in the comment. He says, uh, as for the record, uh, Barry was Jewish. Thanks, <laughs> 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 place. So well. But uh, it was really kind of kind of interesting that uh, you know Barry is a, was a Jewish uh, was a Jewish Republican, <laughs> okay, and uh, couldn't stand working with Christians. I think it's funny. Okay. I, I just thought it was funny. I didn't realize he was Jewish. Did you? No, I didn't either. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, but I never thought he, he never, you know. He never said he so. Never no, nobody ever yeah. said that he was or wasn't. Or well, that was in a time when, when uh, the Jews tried to conceal their their real, uh, they became a their identity. Episcopalians or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Over 4,000, what's this, over 4,000 genes altered with low-dose Roundup exposure. Right. I've got, I wanted to mm. uh, show something, too, that, round, that the FDA finally came out today and said that they uh, uh, came out and, and said that Roundup is a cancer-causing agent, right? Yeah. And it should be banned, but uh, they're not banning it. It just says it costs. So that means that everything that's sprayed with it is a, is a, is 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 yeah. painted as a cancer. You know? Yeah. Freaking unbelievable. The world's richest 1% will have more than the other 99% by 2016. More wealth, yeah. Yeah, that sort of was from Oxfam. Uh, and they came out with that figure in uh, January 19th, 2015. But to talk about it is class warfare. And to do something about it is socialism. Yeah. And that it all tied up. Yeah. Here's here's the Teddy Roosevelt, <clears throat> one of my old heroes. But he was a oh, Republican, yeah. but he later gave up that party and went uh, uh, became a uh, uh, moose. All contri <laughs> contributions by corporations to any political committee or for any political purpose should be forbidden by law. President Roosevelt, 1905. Uh, when fascism comes to America, it will be wrapped in the flag and carrying a cross. <laughs> That's about Kentucky, at least uh, Kim Davis. Yeah. And, uh, well, what a what a what a freaking nightmare that was, that Kim Davis. Uh, Kim Davis thing. Well, she got fired for not doing her oh, job. It's nothing I, to do with the yeah, religious I mean, beliefs. That's just a ridiculous. Just thing. do your job or resign if you feel like. Yeah. It. yeah. Get out. Yeah. 
Here's, uh, before we go to the Trump speech, which I want to get to, um, the U.S. carried out 674 military operations in Africa last year. Did you hear about any of them? No. Not one. I wonder why. I can't imagine why. But I think we should know, don't you? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, we, you know, tonight's a union issue night, but it's also economy and um, uh, right environmentalist uh, issues and stuff that affects us, but all union people. And I mean, and and uh, you know, and I think it should be should be really, really, really known. Let's go everywhere. right to Trump's yeah. speech and yeah. do that. Yeah, I just wanted to make this known. Uh, U.S. military publicly insists its presence in Africa is negligible. Is that what we call it, an American battlefield behind closed doors? This is in Africa, folks. For three years, wearing a kaleidoscope of camouflage patterns, they huddled together in a military base in Florida, and they came from U.S. Special Operations Command and U.S. Uh, Army Special Operations Command from France, Norway, and Denmark, Germany, and Canada, 13 nations in all. They came to plan a year-long special operations-centric military campaign supported by conventional forces, a multinational undertaking that is carried out might cost hundreds of millions, maybe billions of dollars, and who knows how many lives. Asked men involved in what they're talking about, about being mindful of sensitivities and cultural differences, about the importance of collaborator and collaboration and coordination, blah, 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 it goes on. But we are in 637 military operations in Africa last year. Huh. And not one of them was ever mentioned here in this country. They're not on our news media. But, you know, it's just a, it's a crock of crap. It's just our, our media is so, so bad, you know. But anyway, so here, now for fun and far more fun, let's go to, uh, oh, oh. Where anybody is interested in Ben Carson, right? I just posted this recently, but it says famed neurosurgeon, best-selling author, and former Fox News contributor Ben Carson announced in May that he would be running for president. Blah 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 blah. But he said that Ben Carson's stance on marijuana is that to enforce prohibitions, let big pharma handle the medical side. But he wants he he wants to remain marijuana to remain illegal and to give all the blessings to the pharmaceutical companies. Typical doctor bought off by and paid for by the medical, uh, the pharmaceutical companies. There you go. So much for Mr. Carson. Uh, Colorado just became the first state in history to collect more taxes for marijuana than alcohol. Uh-huh. That's really? That, yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, there you go, folks. That's the reasons for, you know, that's that's why they did it. And that's why they, they're making sense out there, instead of uh, Dr. Carson. Right? Colorado, no state has ever generated more tax revenue from marijuana than alcohol until now. Colorado Department of Revenue, according to recently re- released figures, just bought, uh, brought in $70 million in taxes relating to marijuana, compared to less than $42 million for alcohol taxes um, over the last year. Uh, the Wednesday, this Wednesday, Colorado is declaring a marijuana tax holiday, meaning that for a single day, taxes on marijuana will be suspended. Uh, load up, guys. That would be great. So, anyway, just to bring you up to date on what's going on around the world. So, but I wanted to, uh, and I wanted to, it was important that I wanted to uh, 
I'll mention just a couple more things. Uh, to the 16 million American kids living in poverty, sorry, the last time Republicans gave a damn about you, you were a fetus. <laughs> that was occupied Democrats. They would go up with an interesting thing. Uh, but uh, I want to think. California just announced it will label Monsanto's Roundup as cancer-causing. Hmm. Yeah, that's is uh, that's that's quite quite amazing. Uh, let's see. California just dealt Monsanto a blow at the state's Environmental Protection Agency. Will now list glyphosate, the toxic main ingredient in the U.S. best-selling wheat killer Roundup, as known as ca- cause cancer. Under the Safe Drinking Water and Toxic Enforcement Act of 1986, usually referred to as Proposition 65, its original name, chemicals that cause cancer, birth defects, and other reproductive harm, are required to be listed and published by the state. Chemicals also end up on this list if found to be carcinogenic by the International Agency for Research on Cancer. I don't know why they're not listing GMOs, but anyway. They just found this to be cancer-causing. So, folks, beware. Stay away from it. Roundup. Monsanto. Stay away from anything that company makes. <clears throat> Sorry if they're union, but for some reason, Monsanto doesn't seem to be the kind that would comply with the union contracts anyway. Um, let's go on for... Uh, I'd like to introduce one more guy to the presidential. I've talked about him before, and I've brought it up to uh, Larry and uh, Dorman at me and uh, talked about his candidacy, uh, Jim Webb. But he uh, he's out there struggling, and you know, um, he's saying he said uh, he's got a release here that says national infrastructure. The technology revolution has pushed a lot of lower-skilled people into unemployment. And yet everywhere around us we see roads that need to be widened and repaired, bridges that are beginning to crumble and others that need to be built, traffic jams from clogged highways, schools that need to be built, uh, expanded or repaired, inner-city network neighborhoods that crack sidewalks, broken windows, and people from the street on the street. Uh, Franklin Roosevelt mobilized a nation whose unemployment rate had reached 25%. The Civil Civil Conservation Corps planted trees and cleared land. We built roads, put people to work, cleaned things up. Dwight D. Eisenhower's vision vision brought us the interstate highway system and the jobs it took to build it. There are people who need jobs and there is work to be done. And along the way, I believe it is possible to meld such a program with another one featuring adult education for those who did lose their way uh, when they were 17 and now know how important it is as workers and as a parent to get that diploma, earn some money, and be a role model for your kid. Well, anyway, uh, he's got a lot of interesting stuff here. He talks about uh, economic fairness, his different things. I suggest you go to check to check this out. For those of you on Facebook who might be listening, I posted that to, to your Facebook, um, to the Facebook page. Um, on April 9, uh, 2014, every single Republican voted against equal pay for women. Every huh. single one of them. Imagine that. 
do people want to vote for Republicans? Please tell me. I, I yet to understand why. I don't. I just don't know why anyone would vote for a Republican. But anyway, that's a little too weird. Let me see if I can come up. I want to come up with this. Uh, okay. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back here for a minute. I'm going to play a, a little tune. Then I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to bring, uh, uh, I'm going to bring up that speech by Donald Trump. Everybody falls asleep. 
Listening to the same old stuff, the same old lies. So much easier. So, you know, I have a little debate coming up on Wednesday. And I hear my, I don't, I, let's call them opponents. Can we call them opponents? We're allowed to do that, right? You know, New York was very nice to you people last night. You know that, right? Did they hand you that game? They handed it. I said, I am going to have the friendliest audience. Sit down. I am going to have the friendliest audience after I So I wasn't sure, was I happy or was I sad? But Jerry Jones is a great guy, and he deserves everything he gets, frankly. And, you know, another great guy is Mark Cuban. You know, he's been talking a little bit about uh, maybe someday doing this himself. And I think he'd do very well. We may not have the exact same feelings about where we're going, but that's okay. But Mark was great. He actually called me, like, literally a few days ago and said, you know, if you want to use the arena, which is, by the way, a beautiful arena. This is a great arena. And Dirk, I love him. He said, one of my favorite players. One of my favorites. And the Mavericks have been fantastic, and it's just a great team. But he said, if you want to use the arena, I said, Mark, when? How about Monday night? It's like, that was like in four days. Well, when, um, I, I just wanted to mention that uh, this goes on, but I wanted to update it a little. Hey, he, he gets into this crap, but uh, thanking everybody and all that kind of stuff. Don't after me. Whatever. Whatever. There you know, go. There you I'll go. say this faster. Because, you know, I need all the help I can get. And I will say, I'm leading with the Evangelicals Big League, and I really want to thank you, because you've been so good. He said he may not be perfect, but he's going to make this country great. He's a leader. That's what we need. And I want to thank you, Pastor. Hey, one of the pastors in the endorsing him. He's been so great. And I am Protestant, I am Presbyterian, just in case anybody wants to know. So, the polls come out, and we're really killing it. We are killing it. They mentioned a little while ago, Scotty, about the silent majority. It's back, and it's not silent. I think we should call it, maybe we should call it the noisy, the aggressive, the wanting to win, wanting to win majority. That's what it is. We want to win. We're tired of being pushed around by incompetent people. We're just tired of what's happening. We're sick and tired of what's happening, and it's going to change. It's going to change. But before I get to that, because that's unpleasant, but it's going to be pleasant, because I finished a speech last week, and I have to say, we're going to have so many victories that at some point they're just going to be coming out of your ears. So I have to be careful what I say about coming out of somebody's ears. have to be careful. Nose, ears, eyes.
Those are the only places I'm talking about. The only. But we're going to have so many victories. And they're going to be great victories. And we're going to have them all the time. Because we have an amazing country. We have a country that is dying. They just want to have victory. We don't have wins anymore. We don't have it. So, the debate. I hear they're all going after me. Whatever. Whatever. No, I hear it. Everybody, you know, all these geniuses, the talking heads, and some are great. Actually, some have come around. You know, at the beginning, three, four months ago, well, he's just doing this for fun. He's doing this for his brand. I need this, like, for my brand. Okay? But he's doing it for his brand. One person, a real loser, said, he's a clown. He's a clown. Now they're saying, oh, how do we stop this guy? No more clown. I haven't heard the word clown in a while. Tell you, they don't use that word anymore. They don't use it. There's a group of pundits out there. I don't think they're smart. I think they pretend they're smart. You know, they wear the heavy glasses, and they look, and they look. I'm not talking about Perry, who happens to be a nice guy. Really. He is a nice guy. But he came after me hard, didn't he? Yeah. You know, I had dinner with him a couple of years ago. I thought he was terrific, and then he came after me very hard. And, and you know, I gave him a really good, I said, sort of easy. When somebody drops out of a race, I'm going to say good about everybody. Everybody. But I like that man, and frankly, he tried. But I'm talking about the guys that sit around the tables, and they talk about us. They talk about me. And they say, well... But most of them are now saying, we think he's going to win. You know, can you believe it? No. We still have a few out there. The hatred is so incredible. It's so incredible. Absolute hatred. I watch some of these guys, like this guy. Did I mention names? I will. The problem is, when I mention them, they can never, ever support me. That's the problem. And, you know, we're in, look at all those live television feeds. It's always tough. Every time I speak, they put me in live television, so I have to make different speeches. These guys go around, they make the same speech hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Nobody cares. It's true. It's true. CNN Live, you got them all. And who, who needs them? No, they're, they're 50% good. 50%. They've been pretty nice. But you know, who really, when you think about it, who has to do this? So I come out today, how many live feeds you have? Man, look at all those cameras back there. Take a look, everybody. Now, if you like the media, give them a big hand. And if you don't, give them a big boo. I had a feeling. You know, the truth is, there's some really great people. I'm dealing usually in the world of financial. That's easier. It's like numbers. You're either good, you're not good. You know, it's sort of much easier. But 
I found the press to be much more honorable in the financial, the financial world. But the political media, and I found some great ones. There are some great ones. But should I mention some? No, I'm not going to do that here. Because then you're going to leave some out. But, okay. So, George Will is a disaster. This guy's a disaster. Honestly, another one, Carl Rove. No, he's terrible. Terrible. He's terrible. He still thinks that Mitt Romney won. He's still going around saying, I think he won. This guy raised, think of this. He ought to be in Wall Street. He raises money pretty well. He raised last cycle, last, the last presidential election. He raised $434 million and didn't win one race. Can you believe that? Can you believe it? And I understand it because I saw some of the commercials that he made. I saw a commercial he made against Barack Obama. And I called up, I said, who did that commercial? It's one of the best commercials I've ever seen. I gotta use that firm, they're phenomenal. But I didn't realize it was against Obama. It was so good for Obama. That was the one with Germany and this. Remember, do you want a rock star? Do you want a, I said, he's not a rock star. We have an incompetent president. This is not a rock star. We have a president that doesn't know what the hell he's doing. You know, some of these guys like George Will and Carl Rove, and a few others, but those who I mentioned, they're like anybody in the real estate business, right? A couple of us. I love real estate. Let me just tell you, one of the great people in sort of the Andy Beal, Beal Bank. Stand up, Andy. Stand up. Come on. He's a shy man. He's only worth about $6 million. He's a great guy. He's been a great friend of mine. I don't want to borrow any money from him. Because he expects it to be paid back in full or no time. Right, Andy? But you look at some of these guys, and they're like boilers. Okay? Real estate. They're like boilers. Bill O'Reilly the other night said, and Bill O'Reilly's a good guy. Great guy. He is a good guy. Great guy. Although he's tough, and he's tough with me, that I can tell you. Some people say, how can you say he's a great guy, but he's fair? But I saw Carl Rove on a show the other night, and the name Trump came up, and you could see it was like a boiler ready to explode. I think the guy is a total incompetent jerk. But him, and, and there are others. But I would say this. Anybody that gives him, Carl Rove and others, the group of losers, anybody that gives them money, you're losers yourself. Doesn't make sense because they don't know what they're doing. So the polls come out, and everybody's surging But Trump. They don't want to say I'm surging. I went up to 40% today in New Hampshire. You saw that. 40%. Second, second is, I think, 11 or 12, right? 11 or 12. And I won't mention names, because he's actually a nice guy. I'll mention names. Why shouldn't I? Should I? Yes. Right? It's Ben Carson. He's a nice man. I think he's in second place at 11 or 12 percent. Now, I'm at 40, and it's actually 41, but they don't want to say that. They don't want to give me the little benefit of a couple of... 
You know, if I'm 40.9, they'll say I'm at 40. Do you understand that? So Ben Carson, good guy, I think he's 11 or 12, and they're saying, Carson, here's the headline, Carson Surgeon. So what about me? Where's my name? I'm at 40. Where's my name? It's unbelievable. Do you know where my name is? They don't know where my name is either. By the way, can you see in the back? They have the best view. Can you see it's really my hair? Well, that's the other thing. I mean, I get killed on this. I had an article recently. They have the best view. They know. Not that bad, right? I mean, I've seen... I have friends. It's over. I have many friends. The hair is over. But I had the article the other, the other day, a great article. They said Trump is a financial genius, right? They said all good things. They said he's doing great, doing great here. And, but they said he wears the worst hairpiece I've ever, the writer said this, wears the worst hairpiece. And I said, that's terrible. So I can't show the article to anybody, even though it was a good article. But in the polls, it's been so amazing. We started off. And everybody said, you remember this, I won't run. I won't run. And I said, why did they say that? I'm telling you I'm going to run. NBC came over, and as you know, and I like NBC. You know, for years we had The Apprentice, who was a tremendous success, one of the great successes on television. And the head of Comcast, I'll just tell you, his first name is Steve, and he's a phenomenal guy. Steve Burke, one of the great people. A great, great guy and a great manager. He came over with a group of people from NBC. Steve's one of the, you know, he's the head of conference. And they said, we're going to renew The Apprentice. And by the way, it's a lot of money. Did you see my certified financial statement, what I made with The Apprentice? When I give up The Apprentice, I mean, I made $213 million. Can you believe it? From a television show. And I had been... No, it's, I had these announcers say, oh, no, I think he only made a million dollars. And guys like Joe Scarborough, who's a good guy, right? Yeah. He said, no, no, he's got a primetime show for years. I mean, it's got to be. Anyway, when they checked it, it's ordered. So NBC renews The Apprentice, and I told them, don't do it because I'm running for president. I'm going to make our country great again. Don't renew it. Now, you know if I make $213 million over a, you know, run of 12 years or whatever, that's a lot of money. Even for me, it's a lot. That's a lot of money. That's pretty good, right? Considering it's not my main business. But I made this money, and the people come up and they say, oh, well, we're going to renew it anyway because he's not going to run. So NBC renewed The Apprentice. They announced that they renewed it. They said that Donald Trump will do another season, and I told them not to do it. Then I told them that I'm not doing it again. And they went in the upfront arena, and they were so angry at me. They were so angry. But you know what? I give up a lot when I, re when I do this. I give up a lot. I miss all of these deals. I love my business. I love what I'm doing. Andy can tell you that. Tom Benenson can tell you that. I love the Club Corporation of America, by the way. In case you have never heard of Tom Benison. But I lose a lot. 
not only I don't do The Apprentice and get paid a fortune, it's also I lose opportunity, all these deals. I have a deal in China. I have deals all over the place that I could do. Boo, boo. But it's true. It's like picking up a check. It's like picking up a check. But I give up a lot. You know, when a politician, all talk, no action, politician runs, what do they give up? They give up nothing. They run. You know what? They run, they lose, they win, they don't care. All they want to do is be reelected or run again if they fail, right? With me, it's, it's a whole big deal. It's a whole big deal. And, you know, I'm self-funding my campaign. I'm not taking all of this blood money. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And I feel a little bit awkward and a little stupid. I have guys offering me millions and millions of dollars. You know, when you're in number one place, then the bloodsuckers come out. The lobbyists, the special interests, the donors. Don, we love you. You know, guys they haven't heard from in 10 years. Don, we love you. You know, 40% in New Hampshire, winning Iowa. We're killing in Iowa. Incredible people. New Hampshire, incredible people. South Carolina, incredible people, incredible numbers there, too. We're winning in Florida. Think of it. You have Jeb Bush, governor of Florida. You have a sitting senator in Florida, Marco Rubio. And the poll comes out the other day, Trump is leading in Florida. Can you imagine? Bigly. How about this? Have you ever heard of the great state of Texas? Leading in Texas. How does that happen? So, so it's been an amazing period of time. I've never experienced anything like it. And I've been well known for a long period of time. That's why I got chosen for The Apprentice in the first place. And in fact, I don't know if you just heard, they called me up today, NBC, couldn't be nicer. You know, they finally calmed down. I settled my lawsuit with them. Did you hear? Did you hear? Yes, she heard. I settled my lawsuit with them last week. A lot of litigation, settled it. They couldn't have been nicer. And they called me today and wanted everything, you know, they want me on their side, and I am on their side, because I really like the guys at NBC. And. They have announced, or will soon announce, you know who's going to take the place of Trump? Arnold. Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Good, right? I think it's a good choice, and he's a friend of mine. And I approve it 100%, and I'm with him 100%, and I think he's going to do great, and we'll raise a lot of money for charity. You know, I'm still in there because I have a big chunk of it. A lot of people don't know that. These are minor details. But I think Arnold is going to do great. And so they just announced today that Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be doing The Apprentice, because I'm not allowed to do it because I'm doing this. So I wish Arnold well. We have so many problems in this country. We'll talk about a few of them, and we'll celebrate, because ultimately we're going to have victory. We're going to have victory. This is a movement that's happening. I had a lawyer come up to see me a little while ago. He said, Mr. Trump, I've been doing this for 35 years. I've never seen what's happened here. I got a call from a writer from the New York Times. I have great respect for the New York Times. And called up somebody, I know, I hear that, but it's okay. This is a good story, not a bad story. And he said, could I ask you a question? I said, what? Very powerful writer, actually. 
He said, how does it feel? I said, how does what feel? He said, what you've done has never, ever been done before. You've dominated, you've taken over the polls, you've taken over. You know, on television, on Fox and CNN, they call it all Trump all the time. Can you believe it? All Trump all the time. And by the way, their ratings are through the roof. If they weren't, they wouldn't put me on. I'll be honest with you. It's a very simple formula in entertainment and television. If you get good ratings, if you get good ratings, and these aren't good, these are monsters, then you're going to be on all the time, even if you have nothing to say. If you come up with a cure for a major, major, horrendous disease, and if you don't get ratings, they won't bother even reporting. It's very simple business. Very simple. So we've gone on. We've had a lot of fun. And now it's time to really start because this is going to happen, I'm telling you. This, I'm not going anywhere. Somebody said, today. you've done so well, you don't have to go any further. I said, are you crazy? He, you know what? The writer at the time told me. He said, it's been amazing what you've done. I said, but I haven't won. We haven't won anything. What if I won? I mean, I'm having fun and all, but I haven't won. There's been no victory. He said, it doesn't matter. What you've done is incredible. You have won. I said, you're wrong. Unless I win, it's been a waste of time for me, folks. I'll be honest with you. It's been a total waste of time. I really mean that, too. We should have won. Thank you. He said, you will win. We should have won last time. Mitt Romney let us down. I mean, he let us down. He let us down. You know, one of the things that I'm really happy about, I'm surging, they said. Can you believe this one? I'm surging with women. Can you believe it? women. I'm going to take such good care of women's health care issues, you won't even believe it. But I'm surging with women. One of the things coming out, I'm watching television, and they said, Trump is surging with women. I said, really? That's amazing. You know, it's incredible. I'll make, like, statements, because, you know, Carly's giving me a little bit of a hard time, even though her poll numbers are horrible. She's the one. She was another one. She's surging. Ben is, everybody's surging but me. Hillary's not surging, I tell you that. They're not saying that. They're not saying that. Thank you. Hillary is not surging. Look, I like Carly, and I like Ben, and I like many of the people that I'm running against. I mean, many of these people are terrific people. But nobody's going to be able to do the job that I'm going to do. Nobody. They won't. They won't. Don't forget, I love these people back there. What I 
do is I do deals. I deal. I have tremendous energy, tremendous, to a point where it's almost ridiculous when you think about it. But we need somebody with great energy, with great passion, with great deal-making skills, and we need a closer. We need closers. We don't have closers. We just don't have closers. And honestly, they're not deal people. I'll tell you, they're good at raising money for their packs or whatever the hell. They're, probably they're not supposed to do that, but most of them are doing it anyway. It's illegal as hell, but I think they're doing it anyway. You ever notice you hear they have money in the pack, but they don't have hard money, but the pack is giving them. Yet I say, what's going on over here? I'm not allowed. How come I can't talk to anybody? And again, I have to tell you this, and I want to have your opinion. So I'm self-funding, I told you. But if I took hundreds of millions, I, could, I tell you what, I could have $200 million so fast. If I took that, would you people object if I promised not to do anything from the people I took it from? No. I had a group in Iowa, actually, they were much more vocal about this one issue. And they stood up, no, no, the place, I mean, I realize how important it is. Putting your own money in, because, you know, I'm telling people that Jeb, nice guy, really a nice guy, Jeb, Hillary, well, Jeb's more popular than one person I know. But all of them, I don't want to go through the names. They have money put up in packs or hard money, whatever, wherever the money is. Believe me, I was the king. I was the king. You know, I was the white-haired, I, no, blonde-haired, let's say blonde. But I was the blonde-haired, I was perfect. I was the ultimate. I was the ultimate sort of insider. I put up money. They loved me. But then when I said I'm running, they all looked at me like the RNC... Rates is a great guy, but it took him a little while because they looked at me like, you're not supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to be putting up money. And if you need something in two years, three years, five years, they'll do whatever you want. And what happened is I know the system, I think, better than anybody. I know the taxes. Look, taxes. Who knows better than me? We're going to reduce taxes. We're going to... Make the hedge fund guy, any hedge fund guys, it would be mostly in this room, or you got good seats. Are there any hedge fund guys in this room? If there are, you should probably leave right now. That's okay. But I have a friend in the hedge fund business. Not really a friend. Not actually a nice guy, but he'd be good representing us, I will tell you. Because by the time I finish, he may not have much of a hedge fund. Left. But, but I said, what did you make last year? He said, about $250 million. Can you put it? This is serious. I said, oh, a lot of money. What did you pay in taxes? He goes, God, practically nothing. That was a couple of years ago. I never forgot it. The other day he calls me up because he hears me talking about hedge fund guys are going to pay up. And he calls me up the other day. I was only kidding. You know, when I said that, I was sort of breath. He doesn't know what to do. The truth is they'll do just fine. They're going to do just fine because we're going to make the country so successful, they'll do just fine. They'll end up doing better. They'll end up doing better. But we got to lower taxes for a lot of people. Corporations paying far too much, far too much. Middle-income people are being decimated. They're being decimated. I mean, we have a group of 200 guys, but 
But the middle income in this country is being decimated, and we're going to change it. We're going to change it. So I'll be announcing over the next three or so weeks, I'll be announcing, I think, a great tax plan. I know the tax code. I know everything about it, probably as well as anybody. There is, right? And we're going to be doing something that's going to be really pro-growth, really reduction in taxes. We're going to get the $2.5 trillion that's in other countries. We're going to get it back. They can't... We're going to get it back. And, you know, you have corporate inversion. Does anybody know what that means? You know, in the old days, people might leave New York for Texas, or they may go from New Jersey to Florida or whatever. Not that way anymore. Now they go from this country to other countries. And they go for two reasons. Lower taxes, lower labor, but lower taxes. You have countries that want to charge them nothing. So they take these companies, and these guys, they make a fortune. They have no real loyalty in many cases. They have no real loyalty to the United States. They want to show a good profit loss. So they take and they go to another country, and all of a sudden their numbers look good. And they can't bring their money back in. And by the way, for two and a half, three years, I've seen every politician agrees that we should lower the tax on bringing money because it's so onerous that nobody in this room would bring that money back. Everybody says it. For two and a half years, the Democrats, the Republicans, the liberals, the conservatives, everybody, they can't make a deal. They can't make a deal. We have a government that's really messed up because we don't have a leader at the top. A right leader could get it done. All right. I'm going to end it there. The show is over. But uh, it goes on for another uh, 30 minutes or so. Excellent. You can get this on my website if you go to lastillshow.org. Uh, it's right there on the front page. Um, and if, or if you're not, just go to YouTube and look up uh, Donald Trump in Dallas, right, speech. And uh, you know, there's quite a few of them on there, uh, copies. So um, please uh, enjoy uh, the night. I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, we will be back again uh, maybe possibly tomorrow night. Um, there's a few things I want to discuss tomorrow. Uh, issues and uh, I'll be posting them uh, tonight. But um, thank you for joining me and Lila, and uh, we wish you a very pleasant evening. Good night, everyone. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.